All right, listeners, welcome back. You're listening to the Spice Cast. I'm your host tonight, Dan Bullard, and with us in the studio, we have Alex Hendricks, singer-songwriter from the Huntsville area. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So we were talking earlier, and you said your family goes pretty far back in Huntsville. Uh, so you were born and raised here, right? Yes, I was born in Huntsville. I grew up uh, for a few years in Athens, but I've been back in Huntsville for close to 10 years now. Uh, my granddad worked at Mary Mac Mill, lived in Mill Village around in that area, so he was very territorial of Mary Mac. I don't know if many people know that there was a huge rivalry between the mills, but there definitely was. And oh he- yeah, they were like they were different towns at that <laughs> yes. point. It was like, oh, those people over there from Low Town don't deal with those people. I don't think we ever got him to go to Low Mill. Like it oh, was wow. just not. It was that much of a rivalry for him. Yeah, a lot of people forget that. Like, back the uh, early part of the last century, that was really, like, the fr- the first suburbs of the city of Huntsville were those mills. And they had their own, you know, streets and houses and shops. And I think some of them had their own currencies. I'm not sure if the uh, mills here went that far, but I know some company towns and other places, like, you had uh, credits from the company and that was it. It was very intense. It was how they identified themselves and identified, like, the people that they were going to get along with yeah yeah basically it was (laughs) it was real intense that's crazy so was there a lot of uh music in your family i know a lot that's that's the thing about uh especially families that have been here for a long time they kind of carried that music tradition down from the appalachia area and uh there's a lot of uh, front porch picking going on was that something your family did a lot of or is that my dad was a big picker um he actually is one of the main reasons that i got into songwriting um he was not so much a songwriter, but he was a really big folk music fan. Yeah. So I grew up listening to Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. and Gordon Lightfoot yep. and Jim Croce. And I remember he, like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, I remember it specifically. He printed off all those lyrics and like went oh, over wow. it line by line with me and was like, this really happened. Like, yeah. this is yeah. <laughs> this is history. My he, he and my dad would have gotten along yes. really well. My dad was and still is a big, big uh, folk person. I actually named my cat Fitz after that song. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's It's really great music, especially from that, like, mid-60s to, uh, I guess, maybe mid-70s, early, maybe close to the early 80s. But that area of that, that era of folk is uh, very, the, the golden age, very legendary. It is. I play a lot of it in shows. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of my main covers are from that era, just because it's so nostalgic yeah. to me. Yeah. Was there any artists from that time that you really uh, are influenced by, you'd say? I think Paul Simon is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Um, I don't know if I'm influenced by him because he writes in a way that my mind doesn't always work. Yeah. Which I think is just the sign of someone that's kind of a genius. Right. But, um, yeah, all of those people, Gordon Lightfoot, Jim Croce, um, Don McLean, I think mm-hmm. is a wonderful songwriter. Oh, very cool. So the first track you have for us tonight is called The Sound Things Make When They Break, which is a great title. Thank and, you. And a, good, and a, and a great song. Uh, what's the story behind that? Uh, that is my most recent breakup song. Okay. I, yeah. I could guess that. I was... <laughs> Shockingly enough. Um, yeah, that that is a song um, that I wrote after my last breakup. And my friend, Matt Morrow, who is an amazing songwriter, um, he is one of my favorite if I didn't know him he would still be one of my favorite songwriters um he and I went to the Smokies I like hijacked this trip we'd already planned and was like this is my post breakup adventure I'm gonna go into the wild I'm gonna find myself and we called it my (laughs) wilderness walkabout (laughs) and um I 
I had had some ideas for songs about that breakup and some time had passed and we went on the walkabout and on the way back from the Smoky Mountains, I wrote all the lyrics in the notes app on my phone. Oh, <laughs> so that's the sound awesome. things make when they break. You got to get it down when it's coming to you. Otherwise you're going to forget it. Yes. It was like 10 minutes. I said, okay, well I wrote my breakup song and he said, just now <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> it, um, it actually ended up, the lyrics were a little bit different originally. Each line in that song begins with this is, and it wasn't like that originally. It was a little bit different. The chorus said this is, and, um, when I read the lyrics to Matt in the car, he was like, well, why don't you just take this is through the whole song? And that turned it from this just kind of normal breakup song to what I needed at that time, which was kind of a reconciliation that things can be both. They can be all the good things and they can be all the bad things. Yeah. Like a relationship when it's over isn't just it's one never of It's black those. and white. Yeah. Yeah. It's all of those things. And um, I think that was a really healing song for me to write for that reason. Well, great. Let's give it a listen. Recorded right here in Spice Rack Studio, this is Alex Hendricks playing The Sound Things Make When They Break. This is the sound that the radio played when you held me so tight and asked me to stay. And I said I can't fall in love today. You said whatever you got is loose. This is the rush of. This is 
is the flicker, the flames that surround me. This is the sand things make the This is the splash of a ring in the gutter And this is the sign that it won't be okay It's years worth of lies that you never once stuttered They just rolled off your tongue like you were saying my name This is the sound that things make This is the sound that things make This is the sand that things make when they break. This is the sand that things make when they break. This is the sand that things make when they break. All right, that was Alex Hendricks with The Sound Things Make When They Break, recorded right here in Spice Rack Studio. Did I get the title of that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure I'm reading it live, and I'm like, did I just say all those words correctly? <laughs> yeah, that sounded right to me. Yeah, it's like Ron Burgundy and the teleprompter. I'm not going to realize what I said <laughs> yes. until after I listen to it in post. That's me every day of my <laughs> life all the time. So you've got some uh, – do you play around Huntsville a lot? I do. Um, I actually just started – it was my New Year's resolution that I was like, this is the time for me to just really get out there and do shows. And so it's become about – I mean, half of my financial income now, which is really oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really big, that's exciting. a big accomplishment for a musician yes. at any point. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I've got a lot of good shows coming up in September that I'm excited about. I'll be in uh, North Carolina for the first time. I'm playing at a friend's bar that he opened. It's a lot like um, Old Town Beer Exchange, actually. It's oh, kind cool. of the same type of setup. All right. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and that's the uh, District 8 Beer Company in North Carolina? That's it. I'll be there on the 16th. Where in North Carolina is that? Just out of Belmont. Curiosity. Belmont. Which is famous for the Jonas Brothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the only famous thing that Beaumont is known for. <laughs> Watch out, Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you. No, that's uh, <laughs> close to Jonas fame. Okay. I'm almost there. Getting there. Getting close. I don't you have to Gotta get out the phone it. cannons and stuff at some point. <laughs> Can't wait. But uh, coming up locally, you've got a few shows. Twenty uh, second at Maggie Myers. The sorry, twenty second of September at Maggie Myers. Uh, the twenty third of September at the Boot. Twenty ninth at Mad Malts, and the thirtieth at Salty Nut. Yes, which is awesome. Are you going to be playing inside or outside at Salty Nut? I am not sure, actually. Uh, my first ever show at Salty Nut is actually tomorrow. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I'm excited um, about that. I guess I'll get the lay of the land at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really great place. The uh, the folks that run it are very nice, very accommodating Incredibly for uh, performers. Incredibly nice people. Yeah, yes. we've we've had our, our Spice Fest local music festival there the last three years, and they've, they've always treated us really well. Actually, I guess it's only been two years. Because the first year it was Yellowhammer, but we liked the place so much that we went back after it had changed owners. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, everyone has been so great. Um, really fun to to book with, which isn't, you know, always the case. Right. It's... Sometimes it's more business, but this has been like a very, you know, welcoming feel, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's, I mean, all business is okay. It's when it's like getting rude that it kind of gets to be a pain. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's a t- yeah that's an issue so the uh, next track you recorded for us tonight was called uh one of those which which is a uh, what one of what so this is a song which is just a very typical me song because it was the first love song i'd ever really written i never played it for the person i don't think to this day they've ever heard it um which is so sad uh we broke up very soon after that actually okay so this is your first breakup song <laughs> the pre-breakup oh the pre-breakup song okay um yes same boyfriend different song different boyfriend oh different boyfriend different okay boyfriend. i have a lot of love in love <laughs> I do real well for myself. <laughs> My mother's so proud. And you get a song out of every single one of them. I mean, that's productive. That's pretty good. So this was a um, this was a love song that was kind of from the perspective of like, hey, I don't know what happens after we die and what I can take with me and what I can't. But if I get to pick, I want this to be one of the things that comes with me. Aw. So it's sweet in such a twisted way. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Which is pretty much the only way I know how to be sweet. It's a very gothic Victorian yeah, feel, Yeah, very too. southern gothic. I think if I had yeah. one little tagline to describe myself. If I die of the plague, I want you to come with me. Yes. So horrible. <laughs> well, let's give it a listen. Recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios, this is Alex Hendricks with one of those. Talking about my fortune dreams, but I dreamed I'd held your hand and it didn't make it well, I don't know what the next life holds when we're withered down to dust and bones. There are things can't take with you when you go, but I To the mountain mist, and it smelled like rain the night we kissed. We were playing down the moments just for show. Too young to care, too old to quit. Dancing on the Nashville bridge, we were talking about forever like we know. Can't 
That was Alex Hendricks with one of those recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios. So we were talking a little bit about your writing process earlier. You said you were coming back from the Smokies and you wrote, you know, your first song, The Sound Things Make When They Break, uh, the first song of the set, at least in about 10 minutes. Is that usually how quickly you write? Does it just usually come to you like that? Or sometimes is it more of like a laborious thought out process? Um, Lyrics come to me much quicker. Yeah. Music is something I struggle with in a big way. (laughs) And I think it's because I've never thought of myself as a musician and Mm -hmm. I've never really thought of myself as a singer. Um, That's not why I started playing music. I started playing music because I had something to say. Yeah. So the poetry came first. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I've it's weird for me to even say i'm a musician because i'm i'm, I'm a i'm a songwriter that's really yeah. all I that's why you say singer songwriter yeah exactly and that's the great thing about songwriting is you don't have to be a great musician to be a great songwriter i work the uh, jim parker songwriter showcase every week yes at the bbc and some of those guys are phenomenal players some of them are not but they're all great writers so it's really cool to see that and just kind of how you can find your your place in in this wide world of music, even if you you aren't like a virtuosic player. Yeah, and I think that when you do it from your soul, you know that's what shines out more than anything else. So uh, lyrics come much easier for me. Um, sometimes that even comes in waves, though. It really just depends. It's very situational. What? So what was the quickest a song ever came out? Um, I sat down and wrote this little song called wedding dress um in 2012 i guess and i just sat down and i had my guitar and i just kind of did a little it would be very liberal to call it a guitar riff or anything like that it was just like a little it was a little chord progression at best um but that was the first time that i played something and i just it kind of flooded me and i knew exactly what it was gonna be right when I played it. And that was the first time the music came first for me. Do you record yourself a lot during this process or do you kind of just like write everything down and that's, that's it. I do both. Sometimes if I have um, like a melody in my head, but I don't necessarily have lyrics to go with it. I'll take my little iPhone voice recorder out and um, just kind of sing the lyrics I have and then just like make up crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And uh, then go back and fill it in later. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of writers will work like that. Like, okay, I've got this one part I know I want to do, and I don't know about the rest, so you'll just kind of, like, say watermelon into the mic yes. until you're done. Yes, nonsense. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so do you have any albums out right now, or are you still just kind of building up your library, getting to that point where you're you're ready to sit down and record? I am ready to sit down and record. I have all the songs for an album. I just am uh, trying to save up to do that, honestly. Yeah. So it's, it's an expensive like, process. It's a pricey. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my next project. Um, I have the title. I kind of, you know, I have every song for it. I'm just, I'm ready to get it done. So I'm trying to figure out what the best method for that is for me right now. Was tonight's session your first time you've actually recorded any of your songs like in a studio like setting? No, I actually just in May uh, released a song called... <laughs> 
released into the ether um a song called these habits of mine and you can find that on my website alexhendrixmusic.com it is hosted through bandcamp and you can download that for free i will pay you to download it probably (laughs) um anything i've ever recorded you can download for free because i don't have any self-esteem or pride in my work at all so (laughs) just take them listen to it please take them from me um so yeah that's the newest thing that i have and it's it's hanging out there waiting to be downloaded for free awesome well uh the next track you recorded for us tonight is called werewolf's curse and that's werewolf in the possessive (laughs) uh tell us a little bit about this one this is a song um that was really really emotional for me to write um, I write a lot about mental illness because I think it's something that we need to destigmatize and I think it's something that needs talked about. And this was probably the most personal song I'd ever written at that time in my life. Um, I was diagnosed with manic depression when I was 19. And so a f- following years were a big learning process for me. You know, what are your triggers? What are your catalysts? How do you, you know, learn to cope in a way that's healthy for you? And, um, the process was really difficult, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. I'm, you know, in a really good place. And I think that it's important to be honest about it because people aren't at the same point in their journey with it as I am right now. And it's important for people to be able to know, no, it wasn't always easy, but you you can get a handle on it. Yeah. That's really important. I've, I've had a lot of friends and even a lot of history in my own family of people dealing with that kind of illness. And a lot of times it's really hard for somebody who's going through that, you know, cycle back and forth to really think that, you know, it'll get better eventually. Like saying, saying that to somebody is like next to useless when right. they're going through an episode like that. And that's kind of, I mean, that's really what the song is about. Um, the chorus just says I go round and round in the same old circles. And it's that, at that moment in my life, that is a hundred percent how I felt. That's not how I feel now, but mm-hmm. in that moment it was. And I'm glad that I encapsulated that at that time, because when you're out of it, it's hard to remember how difficult it was sometimes. Right. So I'm guessing the, the werewolf is the, the metaphor for cycling back and forth between your, your, your peaks and your valleys. Yeah, absolutely. It's this feeling of like, I'm not in control of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, and you can't control when it comes on. Yes, you can't control when it's happening. And I always felt um, <laughs> I could tell when it was getting into a really bad place. And I would just kind of feel like I was walking into a fog. And then there wouldn't really be anything around me anymore. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, the fog would lift and it would be me again. And it was like everything that had kind of happened in that stage was this weird dreamlike thing where it was me and I knew it was me, but I had no connection to the things that had happened because right. I wasn't choosing to feel the way I was feeling at whatever given moment. Um, and so that's what it was about. It was about just kind of feeling like there was this darkness inside you that controlled you and your actions at times. And you didn't really know how to get away from it, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's listen to it. Recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios, this is Alex Hendricks with Werewolf's Curse.
All right, welcome back. That was Alex Hendricks with Werewolf's Curse, recorded right here in Spice Rack Studios. So a uh, question we kind of like to ask most of our guests uh, when we remember to do it is what, what's been a gig experience that you've had? And you've played out a lot more, you said, over the last year or so, but uh, in your entirety of, of being out in the world playing music, have you ever had a gig that's either been a gig memory that's either really funny or terrifying or embarrassing or stands out in your mind? Um, the first one to come to my mind, um, is, oh, I'm just going to say it. All right. Um, I was playing a benefit show for a local philanthropy and I was just playing along, just doing my thing. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone standing in the middle of the room. And I was like, this is odd. (laughs) They were just, you know, everyone was sitting and mingling and this person was just standing still. And I looked up and it was my first ever boyfriend. Oh, wow. Who I had, uh, (laughs) who I had dated when I was like 12 to 15. Yeah. Like very young. Yeah. Um, Formative years though. That's a, that's a pretty significant uh, chunk. We've kept in touch over the years, yeah. but it, the last time we spoke, it was not, it had been like an intentional phasing out. Right. <laughs> to say the least. Um, so that person was just standing in the middle of the room and it was incredibly <laughs> awkward because I knew I've known that person since I was 12 years old. So in that moment, in the middle of whatever song I was playing, which I think was like Karma Chameleon by Boy George, <laughs> like whatever insane song I was covering at that moment, I just thought, oh no, he's seen La La Land. <laughs> he's trying to La La Land me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that never works in real life. I just knew and I knew without a shadow of a doubt. Um and just that clarity, I left my body for a second. I yeah. was still karma chameleon and over there. And um, then I was like, oh, no, what do I do? Um, so this is this was fairly door. recent, right? <laughs> this was within the past year. Okay. How, yeah. So how old were you when you when this happened versus like 15? I was 25 when this happened. So 10 years later. 10 years later. Oh, goodness. And this is like 10 years and many like awkward conversations later it was just incredibly unsettling yeah and then they came up and um made some weird comments to to whoever i was with it was just very awkward but other than that i've had some really you know wonderfully good yeah (laughs) yeah that's just the only one that i thought oh dear (laughs) everybody's had that moment yeah yeah (laughs) And I just thought, I'm I'm not your Ryan Gosling right now. You need to walk away. <laughs> we're we are not about to break out into a song. You are this is not, not about Emma to happen. Stone, yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um oh, we were gonna mention something else and now I can't remember what it was. So oh yeah. So your next your upcoming album, uh, you said you're, you're maybe sometime this year, maybe early next year. As soon as I can get it done, yeah, I will get. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about crowdsourcing just because. That's a good way. To, a lot of people are funding their albums that way that's now. That's what I'm seeing, and so I think I might jump on that bandwagon. We'll see. So how many tracks do you think it's gonna be? I think either ten or twelve. 
and all original or are you throwing some covers in there definitely all originals i just have so much material that i need to get done that um definitely all originals i know what i want to call it um i want to call it it goes in phases nice why that name it is kind of a nod to just the way my life has been and just how everything happens in its own time and not in like a fate way, but in like a this too shall pass way. Yeah. So the album would be full of songs from lots of phases of my life. Um, because one thing I can say about myself, I'm 26 years old, but I've lived a lot of versions of me. Yeah. Um, and I think that now I've really like kind of dug my heels in and found a very true version of myself. And I've built a group of people and like a tribe of people that really embrace that and celebrate that so i think that the album would be kind of looking back on all those different moods and different phases of me well that's awesome that's that's a really i I like that analogy a lot because i feel like a lot of people can relate to that you know everybody thinks that they're the most themselves that they're going to be at whatever age they're at yeah that never seems to be it never is and i i don't want to stay this version of myself forever because i think that that's you know being stagnant isn't good for anybody exactly i want to develop what i have now um but i am definitely at a point where i'm not trying to conform as much as i maybe did in prior years so the last track that you recorded tonight is called appropriately enough over when it's over (laughs) uh you want to talk about that one a little bit yes so that is a song about um being in a relationship that's just kind of already dead yeah, <laughs> you know yeah and just kind of looking around and being like man we gotta we gotta like wake up and realize that this is not gonna fix itself so that is uh that's what that song is about so was this one kind of based on uh another breakup or is this just a general feeling that you've had throughout your years of just different relationships kind of both i actually i wrote this song while i was still in that relationship so it was not a breakup song as much as it was like one year into a three-year relationship right. i wrote this song that was like and then we still oh kinda... so you knew at that point already it was it was a tenuous relationship yeah yeah it was touch and go for a while um yeah and it was i'm not a quitter <laughs> right and uh you want to believe you can fix everything and um you know sometimes you just have to accept that there's more in life for you and i think that's kind of 2017 has been that year for me it's been a really big year of it's okay to say you were wrong about something it's okay to pick something and then get into that thing and think this is not for me i could be more and i'm at a place in my life you know i'm with a person in my life i'm at a you know doing music doing a path in my life that i really feel everything that i chose and then had to have the courage to back away from and say it's okay that i was wrong about this i'm not going to stick with something just because i chose it you know yeah yeah and sometimes it's hard to know when that is it is yeah so again uh you have a couple gigs coming up the 22nd at maggie myers september 23rd at the boot 
September 29th at Mod Malt and the 30th at Salty Nut. Yes. Awesome. Well, be sure to check out Alex Hendricks's website, alexhendricksmusic.com. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun social media sites. Alex, thanks again for coming out and hanging out with us, with us tonight and uh, doing some awesome recording. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. And taking us out tonight will be Alex Hendricks with Over When It's Over.
been a production of spice radio from huntsville alabama you guys know what you want and you don't have to do too much to get it get with us at spice-radio.com if you have a podcast you make music or art or you have an event that you want to promote in the tennessee valley you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spice radio huntsville or on twitter at spice radio hsv and again our website spice-radio.com